For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hamilton looking for Svechnikov. Svechnikov wasn't ready for it, though, and puck goes in the corner, but the Canes keep in. At the point is Hamilton walking the line to Svechnikov. He walks. He scores! Andre Svechnikov fires it, and the Canes get a power play goal and take the lead late in the second in Nashville. Johansson looks, shot right in. Oh, the Carolina Hurricanes got lucky as Arvidsson had a yawning net. Now it's Svechnikov the other way. Oh, he scores! Sebastian Ajo! What a setup from Andre Sveshnikov! And the Canes extend the lead to 3 to 1 in the third. What a bit of tie game! Turns, denies Arvidsson, and he doesn't dust it off. Recognizes he's got numbers, a pass with pace, and Sebastian Ajo is on the receiving end of a terrific pass. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Morning After Podcast. I am Adam Gold. We'll be joined by Alec Campbell as always in a little bit. We are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, no better place to go than the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can find them online at aluminumcompany.com. Roofing, siding, windows, entry doors, anything you want, gutter helmets, best product in the business, aluminumcompany.com, Sammy Hannon Company are amazing at what they do. Speaking of amazing at what they do, I mean, I know it's a small sample size. The Carolina Hurricanes have played three games, but tonight was their best effort. They pick up a 4-2 win in Nashville. The Predators were 2-0 on the season, having swept both games from the Columbus Blue Jackets, scoring eight goals in the process. James Reimer, too good tonight. Uh, the uh, the Hurricanes got superb goaltending uh, because I'm not going to say they were outplayed because I'm not sure. I mean, there were moments for both teams where they outplayed the other. Uh, I thought basically an even game and Carolina's goaltending was better than Nashville's. Reimer, better than Rene. And there you go. And the Hurricanes pick up a win. Uh, and they more than the win, they needed to play a relatively clean game, and there was very little sloppiness. The passing was more precise. They were able to finish plays. Uh, honestly, both sides probably could have had more, uh, but there were some, uh, I thought, very uh, timely uh, defensive plays, uh, certainly by the Hurricanes, and uh, they were able to get the win, 4-2. to two. Uh, A couple of quick things. Uh, you heard a couple of clips, and we're going to go through them again in just a minute. Uh, you heard a couple of clips at the start. The first one was the Svechnikov power play goal that made it one nothing Carolina. Uh, that was just simple. Andre with a lethal wrist shot uh, that Rene had no chance on. Uh, so that makes it one nothing. Uh, and then the 
uh, Aho goal, which came off a pass from Svechnikov. Somehow, I believe we got through that entire highlight without mentioning the entire reason why that play happened. And I hope you're sitting down. Maybe you're driving. But if you're standing, sit. Because I am out. I am about to praise Jake Gardner. Yes, it's possible. It's 2-1. The Canes had uh, taken the lead on a Vincent Trocek goal. It's 2-1. Nashville's pushing. Victor Arvidsson was set up. I believe it was a pass from uh, Forsberg, but I'm not 100% sure. I have to go back and watch the highlight again. Uh, but Victor Arvidsson had the entire goal. It was wide open. Jake Gardner got his stick in the way, deflected the shot into the corner, went, retrieved the puck, started the breakout with a pass to Svechnikov, uh, who uh, fed Ajo across for the one-timer pass, Rene, and it was 3-1. We thought that would be it, essentially, uh, because at this point, Carolina had really picked up the pace. Uh, but a few minutes later, Warren Fogle had a Warren Fogle moment, uh, took a bad offensive zone penalty, and Arvidsson eventually scored a goal to make it 3-2, but Nino Niederreiter would finish the scoring with the empty netter to make it 4-2. That was the final uh, but Jake Gardner simply saved. I mean, you can make the argument he saved the game. I thought about making him one of the three stars simply because of that play alone. His play otherwise was okay. He's, it was fine. It's Jake Gardner. Uh, you know, we have uh, everything is relative. Uh, if Jacob Slavin played the game Jake Gardner played, we'd be like, what's wrong with Jacob Slavin? Uh, but, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was Jake Gardner. But that play... That play was spectacular, uh, and you can make the argument that the Canes get away with two points because of that Jake Gardner play. Yes, and James Reimer uh, in goal. So let's go through the scoring, then we'll touch on a couple of things, uh, and then we will bring in uh, Alec Campbell. No scoring in the first period, evenly played period. Both sides had their chances. Reimer faced more shots on goal, uh, but the scoring opportunities were fairly similar. In fact, uh, maybe the Hurricanes had some more dangerous chances, uh, but had a hard time finishing plays in the first period, something we were used to. Uh, then in the second period, uh, we we were almost the entire way through. We were talking about, about what, four minutes left uh, in the period, and Canes uh, on the power play, and you've heard this before. Plays catch with Hamilton. Hamilton looking for Svechnikov. Svechnikov wasn't ready for it, though, and puck goes in the corner, but the Canes keep in. At the point is Hamilton walking the line to Svechnikov. He walks. He scores! Andre Svechnikov fires it. And the Canes get a power play goal and take the lead late in the second in Nashville. Yeah, Svechnikov from Ajo and uh, Hamilton at 16.05. Then on the next shift after the faceoff, and this is troubling because this is the second time in two games it's happened, uh, Carolina. Kind of lost focus a little bit. Pesci and Shea uh, on the back end, uh, letting Philip Forsberg in free. Uh, and Philip Forsberg, well, he's good at hockey. Almost turned into a scoring chance back the other way. Stretch pass. Fabro to Forsberg. Forsberg, he ties the score! Reimer got a piece of it, but not enough of it, obviously, and it's 1-1. We go to the third. Uh, 
Uh, early in the third, uh, Vincent Trocek, who is off to a good start, capitalized on a mistake. That puck stays out. Now a turnover as Vincent Trocek picks it up. They score! Vincent Trocek picks up the loose puck, and the Kings take a 2-1 to lead. Tremendous play, uh, tremendous shot by Trocek. It was sloppy play uh, in the Nashville end by them. Uh, but Trocek, right place, right time, and fired a beautiful uh, stinging wrist shot just inside the left post. He come, came in on the uh, just above the right faceoff dot uh, and let fly. It's 2-1 Carolina. Seven minutes later, it's the play. Johansson looks, shot right in. Oh, the Carolina Hurricanes got lucky as Arvidsson had a yawning net. Now it's Svechnikov the other way. Oh, he scores! Sebastian Ajo! What a setup from Andre Svechnikov! And the Canes extend the lead to 3-1 in the third. It was a tremendous play by uh, Jake Gardner, as I said earlier. And then... Uh, about two minutes or so later, two and a half minutes later, uh, Warren Fogle, who otherwise played a very good game, he easily his best uh, with the Canes so far this year. Uh, Fogle took a bad offensive zone penalty, a hold, an unnecessary hold. Uh, I believe it was uh, Fabro uh, that he just kind of got behind and then reached around with the free arm and tugged on his shoulder and... Fogel goes to the box, and Victor Arvidsson capitalizes it, capitalizes on it pretty much right after, right off the faceoff, and it's 3-2, and suddenly it's nervous time because there's six and a half minutes left. Uh, but Carolina was very solid, very solid defensively, and we're going to talk about some other things here in a second, and then Nino Niederreiter iced it uh, with the empty net goal, his second of the season. At 19:24, statistics-wise, Andrei Svechnikov, Sebastian Ajo, and Vincent Trocek all had a goal and an assist. Uh, assists from the blue line were big tonight. Hamilton, Slavin, and Gardner. Gardner had that great defensive play as well. Uh, Nita Ryder picks up the empty net goal. All right, so let's run through a couple of things before we talk to Alec Campbell here. Tavo Teravine, and under six minutes played at even strength. Nothing after the third period power play, uh, which had about 90 seconds on it when the period started, and that was it. And uh, Teravine didn't even play all that power play. Uh, that's it. And he did not take another shift. His shifts were limited at even strength in the uh, second period as well. So, 9.08 in ice time. Rod Brindamore talked about him uh, tweaking something uh, in the uh, during the game. Uh, already without Jordan Stahl, Tavo Teravainen would be a devastating offensive loss. Uh, Morgan Geeky has filled in nicely uh, for Jordan Stahl. He didn't play a ton tonight, but when he did, I thought he was good. Uh, but if Teravainen cannot play, uh, my guess is we'd probably see Steven Lorenz. Maybe Maxim Cormick, but I'm guessing Steven Lorenz. Uh, Teravainen is such a big part of what they do. Uh, there was some speculation that it was a disciplinary thing. I don't see Rod disciplining uh, Tavo Teravainen by benching him for an entire game. There's too much trust there. 
Uh, he wouldn't do that with Ajo, wouldn't do that with Svechnikov. Teravina is one of your stars you're not doing that with unless it becomes something that is repetitive. And it clearly is not repetitive. Teravina is uh, probably their best two-way forward. Uh, Warren Fogle, I mentioned the two bad penalties, but I thought he was pretty good throughout. He worked hard. He had a few really good scoring chances. Uh, and while we're, it's still not vintage Warren Fogle, that's more of the Warren Fogle we need to see. Uh, the one who makes his presence felt uh, on the ice, especially, I mean, in all zones, because he's a good uh, he's a good penalty killer, and he's a big body, and he's got speed. If he keeps his head straight, uh, he has a chance to be really good. Uh, Vincent Trocek was excellent tonight, absolutely excellent. If Svechnikov wasn't as good as he was, uh, I would have made uh, Svechnikov uh, the, uh, the, the rather Trocek the second star, but I wanted to put Gardner in because of the play, and Gardner, uh, you know, he was otherwise okay, but uh, that play was so great that Gardner deserved a star. Uh, Trocek was probably the uh, the second, no worse than third best player on the ice, uh, and I don't know, man, uh, Ajo was good too, uh, but Trocek, and whatever line Trocek was on was great. I didn't even think Niederreiter was all that good tonight. Uh, but with Trocek and Martin Natchez, that was a good line. And you know what made it a good line? Vincent Trocek made it a good line. Because for the most part, Natchez, Nino, and Nino were kind of invisible tonight. Uh, not bad, just you know, nothing Nothing stood, stood out. Vincent Trocek stood out tonight. Uh, so did James Reimer. 31 saves, 33 shots, big save after big save. Did he get a couple of breaks off of crossbar, off the post? Uh, yeah, who is it? Sissons had the uh, the shot that went uh, through Reimer and off the, uh, like the upper 90, like the corner where the crossbar meets the post. Uh, and then not only that, came back and bounced off Gardner and still stayed out. Uh, so he got a, a break or two. But James Reimer was outstanding and a very deserving first star of the game. Uh, so I was uh, just a couple of thoughts uh, about what we saw tonight. Uh, they will not practice or have a pregame skate tomorrow. Uh, as Rod Brindamore said, uh, in situations like this, all of our practicing will be done in the video room. Uh, for the most part, I thought a good effort, I mean, a great effort, uh, their best performance of the season, but there's still more to give. Aho was excellent. Teravainen, uh, well, rather, Svechnikov was excellent. Trocek was excellent. So a quick thought about what they do if Teravainen can't play. Brock McGinn was pretty good playing with uh, Svechnikov and, and Aho. So without Teravainen, Brenda Moore put Svechnikov up up with Ajo and stuck McGinn with him, uh, put Brock on the right side, and I thought Brock was pretty good. Uh, and again, Brock is the kind of player that, through his energy and toughness and physicality, will create opportunities for Ajo and Svechnikov. So that's good. I would would also not be surprised uh, if we see Jesper Faust. In that position. Remember last year he played with Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom. Uh, the second line ultimately ended up being Trocek centering Niederreiter and Natchez. Again, Trocek could have centered me and Alec. Uh, and I think that line would have been good tonight because Vinny was very good. And I thought the combination, the trio of Fogel, Martinuk, and Faust ended up being very good. 
I mean, re- impactful, where that line and Fogel and Foss created a, a huge scoring chance by themselves with just hard work uh, and being, uh, you know, not being denied. Fogel did get denied on the shot, but, you know, with Warren Fogel, that's probably going to happen anyway. Uh, but just a good performance, really, uh, you know, among the forwards. There's no, nobody that played poorly. I actually think Ryan Dezingle played a good game, uh, and, but he didn't get a ton of ice time in the third when Rod uh, Brindamore basically went down to three lines. Uh, and uh, for the first time all year, Rod didn't really shorten his uh, defense. They didn't start rolling five defensemen. It's possibly because Hayden Fleury wasn't great. Uh, tonight, second game in a row that we haven't seen great, uh, you know, really good Hayden Flurry. Uh, they need that to get better. Uh, I would also say that uh, Brady Shea was a little shaky. Uh, he had his moments where he was really good, uh, but he had some squirrely moments as well. Uh, I also have not, we, I don't think we have seen the best of Dougie Hamilton by any stretch of the imagination through two games. Hamilton has been okay. And it's, it's as far as we're going to take it. He has not been the Dougie Hamilton we saw over the first, what, just say 45 games last year. Uh, this Dougie Hamilton has to get uh, closer to being that Dougie Hamilton. Uh, there were two really poor decisions on when to jump, when to jump in the offensive play. Uh, one, he uh, completely gave up a, uh, not a breakaway, but pretty darn close to it that Reimer handled. Uh, and uh, and the other one was uh, ended up being a good chance, but um, Dougie just needs to be better uh, and smarter when he's got the puck or when he's trying to get into the offensive zone. Uh, this is you know, that sort of Dougie's game, so I understand it. Uh, but that's two pretty big mistakes tonight that ultimately did not cost Carolina goals. Uh, but you just don't want to put yourself in that position uh, when you're leaving your goaltender hung out to dry. Uh, so on the season, Andre has uh, three goals and two assists. Sebastian Ajo with a goal and two assists. Trocek, two goals and one assist. Those are your scoring leaders. Carolina did get a power play goal in uh, in this one. I believe, is it the third straight game of the power play goal? I think so. Uh, best power play on planet Earth, right? Uh, and they finally did allow a power play goal as Arvidsson scored on the, on the Warren Fogel penalty. Uh, so that's the first power play goal Carolina has allowed this year. Uh, we will come back and we will talk about this with Alec Campbell, my cohort. He is the host of Stormwatch and Aftermath, does intermissions for the Hurricanes radio network. And we will get to that and hash it all out after the break. All right, Alec Campbell. Uh, my friend, the host of Stormwatch and Aftermath, intermissions on the Hurricanes Radio Network. Uh, let's uh, let's try to broad brush this, if you will. Uh, what were your thoughts about Carolina Four and Nashville Two? I mean, I just thought it was a good, solid kind of workman win. There wasn't really much flashy about it. I thought it was a pretty good hockey game, to be honest. I liked it. Um, there was some, you know, some suspense. There were some risky moments. There were some <laughs> great plays. Uh, there was some good goaltending. You know, I thought the Hurricanes came out and looked pretty solid in the first period. I thought they withstood the storm in the second period. 
And it was just kind of a, a number of different things that contributed. And they got country, they got two point nights from three guys that they need to get production from. They got a good outing from James Reimer in his first action this season. Um, and so I just, I liked, I liked a lot about it. I mean, they were resilient in the game. It was just, uh, I, I just, I just think it was a good, solid, good, solid win over, I don't know. I don't know how good Nashville's going to be, but coming off a loss to Detroit, they needed to get a win tonight and they did. And I thought it was particularly important that Sebastian Ajo, who was pointless against Detroit a couple nights ago, found some way to get on the score sheet and he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sebastian was one of those guys with two points. He had a goal and an assist. So did Svechnikov. So did Trocek. Uh, they were all good, and they're all worth talking about. Uh, let's start with a guy who didn't play all that much, Tevo Teravainen. Uh, under six minutes at even strength, uh, nothing after the third period power play, and Rod said after the game that he tweaked something. Like, there's only To me, there's still only two irreplaceable players, although I think that number is growing. Uh, Teravainen is pretty close to it. Uh, with all the things that he does, how he makes their offense work, um, he's a, he's their best defensive forward too. He's their best two way forward, uh, and if he's not going to be able to play, well, I guess it's, at least you have Brock McGinn. Uh, he says, uh, rolling his eyes, uh, but that that is just an enormous loss for a guy who plays in all situations. Yeah, I mean the playmaking ability, and you know, look, I wouldn't have known that there was anything wrong with Sveshnikov when he, you know, took the puck around the net in the first period and then slid a cross-ice diagonal pass up to Hayden Flurry, who was jumping into the zone. Flurry threw a shot on net that I thought was one of the better scoring opportunities they had in the first period. So I was a little surprised to see, you know, that he had some kind of an injury issue. But, yeah, that'll be a huge loss for them if he can't play. And I'll be interested to see how – how Rod plays it. I mean, Trip, you know, off the off the top of his head in the aftermath, kind of mentioned that maybe he'd he'd think about rolling eleven and seven tomorrow, and maybe getting Jake Bean some action. Um, I mean, I thought McGinn acquitted himself nicely when he got bumped up the lineup, but he's not Tavo Teravainen, and so there's really not really a replacement for Tavo Teravainen. You just gotta kind of figure out a way to work around it. Yeah, actually, eleven and seven might be the the way to go. Uh, I didn't think it was a particularly good uh, night, really. For I mean, it wasn't a bad night, but I didn't. There was nothing that stood out to me about Flurry. Uh, I'm going to talk about his line mate in a minute. Um, yeah. yeah. So if they uh, they wanted to let Jake Bean play eight or nine minutes and just and essentially roll three yeah. lines with spot work from Geeky and Ryan Dezingle. I actually thought both of those guys were good. I thought Dezingle was pretty good tonight, and I kind of yeah. felt bad that once uh, Rod shut it down to three to three forward lines, uh, Geeky and Dezingle were basically left out in the cold, but I thought both those guys played well. Uh, I've been impressed with Ryan through three games. Uh, he's a guy that I thought his best work was done in the defensive zone tonight. Uh, yeah. So as long as uh, he he keeps doing that, he won't come out of the lineup. It was a good bounce back for Warren Fogle. 
because uh, I thought other than the two horrendous penalties he took, uh, yeah. he was uh, he was pretty good. But let me ask you about Jake Gardner. Now, you know me. Uh, praising Jake Gardner borderline hurts. But, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think they get two points tonight because Gardner. The, yeah, uh, the play he made on Arvidsson to prevent the goal, it was going to be 2-2. There was a wide-open net, as uh, our friend John Forslund likes to say, a yawning cage, and yes. uh, but Gardner got a stick to the puck, deflected it into the corner, went and tracked it down, skated the puck up a little bit, fed Svechnikov, who fed Ajo, and now it's 3-1, and that was the cushion they needed because Warren Fogle happened. Yeah, I mean, it was a, just a tremendous play sprung by Gardner on the defensive end. And, uh, you know, a traditional Gardner stretch pass type thing that uh, I feel like he tries to throw almost every time he has the puck, which gets sort of annoying. But, you know, occasionally it works. And it worked on that particular play. And he's really been, I think, fairly solid for most of the year. Maybe maybe this is, uh, you know, only a three-game span. And I don't think anyone could be, you know, they're not too banged up. For the most part. So maybe this is the year where, you know, it takes a little while for whatever he was dealing with back wise the last couple of years where maybe that settles down. He can skate a little bit better. And um, I mean, last year he was literally just like falling over on the ice. Never so good. yeah, it was a really solid game from him. And uh, he was a big part of the reason they won. And Hey, Sebastian scored that time he did you, know, you and i you and i had talked about the two-on-one on the four-on-four situation with Svech and sebastian and sebastian kind of ripped one wide and he ends up uh popping one so that was a that was just a really nice play all around I and, and when uh when ahu scores uh he keeps scoring in general he has been a very streaky player uh when yeah. it comes to goal scoring Svech, by the way three goals two assists in three games uh, Dude, I, maybe, maybe he's going to score a hundred points. I mean, don't you just kind of feel it in yeah. your in your bones the season that he's about to have? I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a hundred points, but uh, I mean, it just feels like he is just he's just ready. Yeah, he's just he's just ripe. You know, he's he's got the experience now, two years under his belt. He's bigger. He's you know, he's in shape. I mean, he just just feels like this is the year. I mean, when you're sniping Pekin, Pekarine from where he shot to open the scoring, I mean, that's just, that's next level. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Svetch also plays a physical game. Uh, yeah. He creates space for himself and his and his teammates and his line mates. Uh, I really, I mean... I, and he's he's been in two press conferences already this year. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I'm serious. Like, I think it's amazing. Like, right. he's uh, his his English has just, I mean, it's so vastly improved. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's much better. But I have a question. If you're going to ask the question in Russian, you yeah. heard this, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We we aired it the whole thing. I put a I put a log on the fire. That question in Russian was so long. I mean, yeah. I, it's like, wait a second. Are you guys just having a conversation or are you asking a question? Uh, and then Svetch yeah. answered it. But what needed to happen was Svetch needed to go, 
Here's what he asked. Here's what I said. <laughs> yeah, this has happened in the last couple of press conferences. We had Czech. We had German a couple of <laughs> nights ago when Nino was on the stand. Right, I heard that. Now too, had, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't tell. Like people, t- people say that out that the English language is inefficient and dumb, and it is. It is. And yeah. I, I believe them. But sometimes when I listen to these questions, they feel like they take so long. Like <laughs> they, I mean. Are, are they really that much more efficient than the English language? Well, I think it's I the, it's the uh, it's in the person asking the question, I guess. But yeah, that question did go on forever. But I need like, I, I can't I, I can't tell if it's entertaining or not. Uh, yeah, it wasn't entertaining. But the longer it went, like, the more entertaining it was. Like, should I dump out of those when those no, happen? No, no, because no, I don't no, I don't want to I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be like you know. I don't want to be like uh, discriminatory just because like someone is asking a question in Russian. But, but think about I mean, the person in our audience who is Russian, right? That is loving the question of Andrei yeah, Svechnikov. I, I was yeah. thinking about that exactly. It's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, Vincent Trocheck was great tonight. He was yeah. better. He was better than whoever his line mates were. Because in in truth, I didn't think Nino Niederreiter and Martin Natchez and that Natchez. ultimately became a line. I didn't think that either of those two guys were all. I mean, they weren't bad, but they didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Uh, but Trocheck was great. I thought. Yeah, I've 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 really enjoyed watching Trocheck play so far. Natchez has been pretty absent. I mean, we were talking about guys who have not really shown. You mentioned Fogel the other night. I mean, Nate just really hasn't been a factor at all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Trocek, I mean, listen, man, sometimes it just takes a little while to get some comfortability within, you know, a team and a, a system and all that kind of stuff. And I know it's not like he's played an entire season's worth of games for the Hurricanes, but, I mean, I, I keep – maybe I'm making more of this than I should, but, you know, he – he moved here. He was here yep. in the off season, and there just feels like there's a level of buy-in from Trocheck, you know, that maybe you don't always get with players um, who, you know, you know, not everybody lives here, you know. Right. And I think that Trocheck's kind of in search of his game after a couple of down years with injuries and stuff like that. That there's, I don't know, feels like maybe there's some kind of a rededication of of sorts. Not that, not that he was ever, you know, didn't care about his performance or anything like that, but just that maybe you're finally healthy, you know, and you're just kind of all in with moving here and being here in the off season and being around, you know, guys from the team and all that kind of stuff as much as you can be during a pandemic, I guess. But um, I don't know. It's paying off for him, man. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, I think he was excellent. I think he was one of their best players uh, easily tonight. But there was a lot of guys, I thought, who played the game at a high level tonight. I thought Jacob Slavin was one of his, it was probably Slavin's best game. He foiled the two-on-one. Not only did he get in the way uh, of the guy who had the puck initially, uh, and he forced the, he, did he force the pass and then got back to the shooter? I think he defended both players on a uh, two-on-one. Normally they tell you, tell the defenseman to pick one. 
either get mm-hmm. the passer or get the shooter. Slavin took them both. <laughs> right, and I mean, if we're talking about the same play, I think yeah. we are. The the uh, the skating, Tremendous. you know, to yeah. like, I mean, he just he turned and he turned and you know ran after the dude and you know shut him down. He was, yeah, I mean, Slavin. I mean, he was like a, I mean, he doesn't do anything flashy. You know, so sometimes I feel like if you're not paying attention, you'll you'll miss it. But he's just so shut down all the time um, that you know no one ever <laughs> no one ever makes a move on him or scores on him or anything like that. So anyway, he was good too. But I thought of overall it was just I mean there were some breakdowns here and there, but that's going to happen right within the course of a game. I mean I just thought the whole game was sort of just very composed, I guess, you know, like there were, you withstood a lot and you came back from a lot. Um, and you didn't let things bother you too much to where you started to press or get discombobulated with your positioning or anything like that. And that was kind of up and down the lineup for me. Uh, let's, uh, let's close on this item because I said this earlier, uh, but to me it was a relatively even game uh, I thought, um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, I, I don't even know that either team had any advantage. Nashville was significantly better in the beginning of the second period, but I thought Carolina was better at the end of the second period. The one uh, kind of mental lapse uh, when they allowed the goal to Nashville right after Carolina's goal, notwithstanding. Uh, I think it really came down to James Reimer was better than Pekka Rene tonight. Uh, I thought Reimer was outstanding, 31 saves. Uh, making his first start of the year. Uh, they're not going to run him back out there tomorrow. It'll be Peter Morazic. I am positive of that. Uh, but it just shows you that Reimer is always ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was great. I mean, I don't know if I can add much to that other than for your first start of the season, coming off a loss, first night of a back-to-back. I mean, they needed to get a win tonight. And... Like I said, there were there were breakdowns, but Reimer was there most of the night to save them when, you know, there were breakdowns, and that's what goaltenders are there for. So, shouts to him, and he's now like five and one lifetime yep. against the Predators. And Morazic, who will get the start tomorrow night, is nine and one in yes. his career against Nashville. Carolina has been good in that building this year. They split with Nashville last year. They got shut out uh, at PNC Arena, but then won in Nashville. So. Uh, for some reason, that building has not been a problem uh, for the Hurricanes. Uh, I think uh, think Trip is right. I think they will roll eleven and seven if if uh, uh, can't go, uh, and I'm okay with it because uh, the forwards have been pretty good. I also won't be surprised if we see Jesper Foss play up. Uh, although I thought the combination with Fogel, Martinuk, and Foss ended up being pretty good and impactful in the third period, they created some opportunities. Yeah, I'd be fine with with eleven and seven. That 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 works for me. I'm curious to see Jake Bean for the first time a little bit, and um, you know I like Jesper's game too. He had a he had a key stick. Sure, I think it was in the first period where he kind of back checked and then got himself in position to kind of eliminate a cross ice speed that could have led to a scoring chance. So um, I liked his game as well. Alec Campbell, I like your game. We'll uh, we'll do this again tomorrow night on your way home. All right, man. Sounds good. <laughs> See you soon. All right, brother. Take hey, care. and hey, yeah, shouts to the Iceman. 
in uh, Bridgestone Arena tonight. The, the no ice, complaints. The ice did seem cold. The ice was cold. <laughs> Outstanding work, Sarah. I'll talk to you later. All right, later. All right, that wraps it up for the morning after podcast. Canes win it 4-2. They're 2-1-0 on the season. Best performance of the year. My three stars were Gardner, three. Yes, that's right. I said it, Jake Gardner, uh, who had not only a great defensive play, but started the uh, rush that made it 3-1 with the Yahoo goal. Uh, I went Svechnikov because I think ultimately he was their best forward on the ice, although thought hard about Vincent Trocek and James Reimer in goal with 31 saves, his first win of the season. And as Alex said, he is correct. 5-1 and one against Nashville. I'm sure we'll see Peter Morazic tomorrow, 9-1 and one in his career against the Predators. Uh, this has been produced by me and sponsored by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. It's for the exterior of your home. You can find it at the Aluminum Company online, aluminumcompany.com. From windows to siding to roofing to gutters, no better place to go than the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Tell Sammy Hanna, owner and operator, that I said hi. Until uh, tomorrow when we do this again after the next game with the Nashville Predators. I'm Adam Gold. This has been the Morning After Podcast. Later. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.